0: Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games, the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Joel and Adam for another episode of Horror Express. And tonight we're going to talk about Black Christmas, a 1974 film directed by Bob Clark. And this is uh, possibly... We were discussing this before the, the podcast, but it's one of the very early slasher movies, possibly the first, depending on who you ask, I suppose. And we'll get into that as we go. But it's about a uh, a mad killer who hides in the attic and murders sorority girls on is it on christmas or is it on christmas eve that was one thing i was a little bit unclear of in the moment. i think
1: it's just as people are going away to christmas vacation okay. i don't think it's even even as it's, close as christmas eve the christmas okay. the christmas connection this is pretty tenuous i'd say well i mean That's there's the definitely christmas a christmas season,
0: feel there's definitely yeah there's definitely a christmas oh, season yeah. feel but i just was unclear on the precise timing it's less um,
1: less christmasy than like, Krampus, i would yeah. say
0: yeah but i mean I there really are carolers there you know lights. there's uh you know there's, there's <laughs> you know christmas lights there's a santa involved at one point you know there are Fair christmas enough. parties Fair um enough. But, uh, but yeah, so, uh, so that, that's, and also it's, it's built around the old urban legend of the babysitter with the, uh, with the murderer upstairs with the children. And there are these phone calls coming in, telling her to check on the children and she calls the police and then they tell her the calls are coming from inside the house. And it's, it's, you know, that's sort of the big, the big climax of the movie. Though, interestingly in this film, you already know the killers in the house, even by the time you get to that scene, so it's sort of it's sort of it's interesting that that they, they say it with such effect in this movie like that, but you, but everybody knows it already at that point. So Yeah,
1: there's a movie When a Stranger Calls, I think it's called, is the one the horror movie where they actually do play it as a yeah. surprise that the killer's in the house. The That's the Carol story. Kane
0: That's... one, right? Is that the Yeah, yeah I yeah. think it
1: is Carol Kane, you're right. It's, yeah. I, it's been decades since I've seen it, but that sounds right.
0: But, uh, and I think that one came after this one too, but I think so, but, uh, but either way, it's, you know, this is a, it's it's a very early slasher movie. I guess it's also a very early horror Christmas movie, which is kind of our theme this, this month. So, you know, uh, I don't know. Is there anything that I missed in the plot that you guys want to mention? And cause I'm assuming most people that are listening are familiar with it, even if they haven't seen it, they probably know what it's about. Um, but you know, any, anything you guys want to weigh in on? as far as the plot goes not yeah. really uh, i mean
2: except for um it's it's interesting in its structure it's like surprisingly cerebral in that it really kind of wears its identity on its sleeve and you, you feel as an audience member or at least i did like it almost felt too obvious i was like okay so the the main the the, the final girl is dating the man who is a high-strung musician and he's clearly coming unhinged because of all the stress that's in their lives because uh, of the stuff that's happening like she's it, like their relationship is breaking apart and she's pregnant and she wants to have an abortion he doesn't want her to have the abortion the guy is like really unstable and the, the whole movie he's flipping out so it's like there's that and then there's the whole you know it, it keeps blocking it like every time the guy's in that house, the murder is in that house and a murder happens. And so you're mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. So that's what's going on. So you know that the killer's in the house. And so when they reveal it, it's not a surprise, but you also deeply and have no reason to, to doubt your suspicion here that that guy's the killer. He's not this. Yeah. Movie pulled the rug out from under me. Cause it was, mm-hmm. it was being so obvious it, that I was
0: like, well, I mean, it's, it's not going to do a surprise. And then it well, surprised me. They, they did that really well because it, it the, they make it obvious, then they take it away in, 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 with an explanation, then it comes back, do you know what I mean? And then and then by the end of the movie, you know, like, the clues are there. Like, that is not how it should have gone down if he was the killer. Do you know what I mean? Like, if he was the killer, mm-hmm. she should not have been able to defeat him with the weapon that she had in hand the way she did. And yeah, she utterly thwarts. Y- the wrong guy, yeah, <laughs> and, and so you, you we that sense that something's amiss the moment the camera starts to pan at the end, it's mm-hmm. already present in you because you kind of know, wait, that's something off about that last moment, like that does not feel like, and also he was just like, why w- he was so normal when he was talking to her, he didn't sound like he, he never used the voice do you know what i mean so it was yeah mm-hmm.
1: if that was going to be the ending they would have pulled all the stops out at the end and had him reveal yeah. his crazy yeah. self but it, they the fact they didn't is a big clue
0: yeah yeah so it's 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 nice that like that 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 that, that they pull the rug out from under you but they gave you the information so that you should have mm-hmm. you know it shouldn't have been pulled out from under you but but i think the thing is you really want her to live and so when when you see her sleeping peacefully in the bed, you're kind of like, oh, okay. I hope th- I hope this is where it's going to end. And you're like, well, this is going on kind of long. Why why you know why aren't we ending yet? And then yeah, then you you start getting uneasy about it, and it becomes a really upsetting horror movie ending for that reason. I think um, it does, and it's yeah. greatly effective. Yeah, and and I, I think uh, I think another thing that makes it so good is number one they get you to really like a lot of movies do this we've talked about this with other horror movies where they get you to believe in the characters and like the characters and so you don't want anything mm. bad to happen to them but this one especially i think because it's mm-hmm. it's it's almost like the horror movie elements only intrude occasionally and the rest of it is kind of like a a drama that's happening around christmas right like there's just like these characters that are uh the, the, the they're just kind of all pursuing these different agendas and having these different conflicts and you're you're kind of hanging out with them and, and you know <laughs> what i mean like
1: yeah you know, no you're, I, you're right I think what's interesting is, you know, this being such an early slasher movie, the conventions haven't calcified. It's like I've talked before how I hate slasher movies as a rule. And it's like typically a slasher movie is driven by the killing scenes. There's the the whole rhythm of the movie is dominated by, oh, here's the next scene where he kills someone. And this movie wasn't at all. It's like it's really being driven more by the other things that are going on. But these killings are happening kind of almost in the background as the other plot kind of unfolds. And it's interesting too, because even though they're, you know, the first girl is killed fairly early in the movie, it's kept hidden that she's even dead for most of the movie. So in a way it's similar to what we talked about when we reviewed Halloween that you, you don't really have the full on terror amongst the participants until the very end of the movie.
0: Yeah. And I think it's also, I don't know. It's just interesting that like, in, in a lot of the slasher movies, like you were saying, they're driven by the kills and you almost want the kills to happen. You're looking forward to the next kill. You don't kill. care about yeah. the characters yeah. at all. You're yeah. just
1: there, ooh, something exciting's going to happen. In yeah. and,
0: and this one, you want the killings to stop desperately. Yeah. You want them to go away. And you and when they're there, you're not enjoying them at all. Do you know what I mean? It's not like a Friday the 13th movie where they're trying to make the kill almost like a... It, it, it's like the hook in a song. Do you know what I mean? And, mm. and here it's like... <clears throat> it, yeah, well, it, it's... I mean, what's
1: good, too, is the characterization, you know, making making the audience like the characters is a trap you can fall into or you're too obvious about it. And it's like the characters just have rough edges. It's like they they can be really mean to each other. They they're they're just real people. You care about them because it's realistic, not because they're like like this person. Let me make somebody that you'll really like.
0: Well, here's what I found interesting is that like the one of the characters is a drunk. Uh, actually, yep. more than one of the characters, but the Margot Kidder yeah. character, Margot Kidder character, <laughs> they are, are college students. Yeah.
3: So, but she's yeah.
0: definitely drinking a lot more than the others, and she's <laughs> no, also kind of a dark sort of personality. Uh, yeah. And then the Jess character, the the Olivia Hussey character, she's getting an abortion, which again today that's not such a you know that might not have people are still pretty divided, but I, I feel like it wouldn't mm. land the same way it landed in 1974. You know, it's like on the heels of Roe versus TV Wade. Show yeah, yeah. Hey. It's it's not going to make your character instantly likable, is the thing. No. Um. No. And 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 then the the den mother is constantly drinking booze throughout the whole. She's got booze oh, hidden she from. She was so great. Yeah,
2: and, and she reminded me of the uh the grandmother in um uh Krampus. By the way, I feel like like okay. There was some okay, character there and yeah. i love them both so much
1: i did come across the factoid that bob clark added that character the director he added it to the screenplay it's based on his aunt so that's who the uh basis okay. for that character is but... amazing
0: <laughs> the... well and but, but like you said, they have these rough ed- edges, and it almost makes them more likable once you once you get yeah. past the rough edges, right? And it, well, it adds a
1: reality to. Cause, I mean, yeah. it's easy for slasher films to just feel really artificial and mm-hmm. fake too. If they, the the more formulaic yeah. ones that would come later, so. Yeah everything is just grounded by the realism
0: yeah because because in those it's more like here's the perfect princess here's the cheerleader here's the here's the nerdy girl who studies and does it you know is really smart you know and and this one it's not like that these you know there's like like margot kidder margot kidder she she gives a a child alcohol uh during a party (laughs) like she's getting this she's getting a kid drunk during one of the scenes you know what i mean and like you know so these are my Uh, I mean, I'm sure, you know, she, but, but, you know, she's a, she, th- these are, these are really, uh, I don't know. There's like a real seventies edge to the movie, I think. You yeah. know what I mean? And so, uh, you know, the, the, the most, the, the, maybe the dullest character is the father that, that shows up, but even he's kind of oddly compelling. The, the, the really uptight father with the glasses and the mutton chops, oh, yeah. um, yeah. You know, <laughs> he, he He's he's just such a nervous wreck. He's got this balance of of he's so judgmental but he's so powerless that his yeah. judgment has no effect on you as a viewer. You don't feel you don't feel intimidated by him or you don't feel judged by him because he's so meek. Do you, well,
1: plus his daughter, you know it the whole time he's in the story, you know his daughter is already yeah. dead. So you have a certain sympathy for the guy too. It's like <laughs> that that kind of carries through with him even though he is a judgmental jerk to an extent
0: and uh and this movie definitely i know we kind of already touched on this but like uh we we did want to talk about you know just sort of like this is a early slasher movie uh um you know i think that
3: uh
0: i don't know this feels like one of the things that makes it so different is that it's you know like i said it's it's a 70s movie it's coming out of that like gritty 70s style of filmmaking there's like a there's like a realistic quality to the filmmaking so that you mm-hmm. like when you watch like an 80s slasher, there's like a style to it and a gloss and, and it, and it that kind of removes you from what's going on, I feel. And in this one, I feel like I'm there because it looks like a real, it looks like a, these look like real events. They don't look like, you know what I mean? It doesn't look staged the way it does when, you, the edits are really sharp and styled, and the the film looks a certain way. um I mean, it's beautifully well, yeah. made, but
2: the the kills are all in first person too, which is yeah. unnerving because the rest of the movie isn't shot like that. And the first person is done really well, mm-hmm. and it, it I hate being in this guy's head, you
0: know?
3: Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, that's the other thing is the killer is he's not like okay in most slashers the killer is a cold killer. <laughs> Who maybe who usually seems to enjoy the killing, or at least isn't isn't himself disturbed by the killing. And this character is is emotional in a really deranged way, and mm-hmm. doesn't seem to be taking pleasure in the killings. The killings seem like an impulse that this character has, but but we get glimpses of remorse, and we get we get enough of even though we never see the the killer uh and by and i think they call the killer billy usually that's usually the name that the killer is assigned um he just feels like a much it feels like a much more realistic murderer than jason or um or or mike myers or or freddy or any you know any characters like that
2: you're talking about looking at a diseased mind instead of looking at a character that was kind of designed to kill people this is like a person that's mind is melting yeah so yeah, it's it's more believable and more, I don't know. It, it has like a, you have like this almost physical reaction to this guy when you hear him like ranting and weeping and shrieking.
0: Yeah, well, it's like he's afraid too. That's the feeling again. It's like he's also yeah. afraid, just like the victims are afraid, and that's that makes it almost more scary because it's like even he doesn't really know what where this is going and why. And do you know what I mean? Like at least at least when you're watching Mike Myers kill. You're kinda of like, well, he knows what he's doing. Do you know what I mean? Like he knows why he's doing it. Do you know he's got like a mm. do you know there's like a I don't know, there's, there's you know, like a, a hitman kind of vibe. Yeah, there's yeah. there's like a yeah. you know
1: Well that that goes along too with the kind of false lead of it being the boyfriend too, because it's like, Oh, well he must we get go out of really you know, when he's really out of control, that's what he's like. It kind of yeah. it has that it, it's plausible that that would be the feeling, but no, mm. that's not the way it plays out.
0: Well, and all we well, get like well, well why why don't we get into this part of the discussion? What do you think is up with this killer? Cuz we get hints, right? We get like traces of you know what this killer might be about. And we know that there's a, there are other killings that happen. There's like a, a girl that's murdered in the park uh during the movie which it's not explicitly said that it's tied to these murders, but it would be highly coincidental if it wasn't. So, yeah. You know. Let
2: me see. Well, well for me like I I can't help but see the fingerprints of uh, of psycho in the in the the construction of the of the movie. I mean, it all takes place kind of in the same location as far as the mm-hmm. killings are concerned. There's not exactly a taxidermy element to it, but there's some sort of fetishization of the
0: corpses after they're killed. Yeah. There's yeah, clearly the something. Yeah, the
1: in the attic was very psycho, definitely. Well, putting yeah, the so ba- I mean... putting
0: the baby doll into the into 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 her arms in the rocking chair. Is, you know, yeah, like, there, there's something just wrong with this guy, but you can sort of
2: see the inspiration there. But also, <laughs> also more recently, um, it kind of reminded me of uh, Let the Right One In, which is maybe my favorite vampire movie of all time. And mm-hmm. it's got some competition, as you guys know. Um, but, like... I, like maybe there is something supernatural to it. Like I kind of, I mean, I'm definitely inserting my own bias there, but it would be interesting if there was something purely supernatural that was motivating it or mm-hmm. something that like kind of d- t- towed the line into something kind of unearthly, because there is something that brings you away from the normal human experience with the character. Of, I'm, I'm just going to use the nomenclature Billy too, because I think it's a nice, easy way of getting into it because like you are, are always in first person with him. You never see yeah. him. So there's something almost ethereal he-
0: about him. Yeah, you see his eye through the door, which, by the way, yeah. that was a magnificent shot. That's something that, like, you sure. see it, and it looks almost like a CG rendered eye, but this is way before CG. Do you know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. just like, how did they get that that beautiful of a shot with that? And then um, uh, you see a glimpse of him, too, when he's killing uh, the Margot Kidder character. Um mm-hmm that's mm. all you get yeah little snips and and, and that's like just and i think that's just to make you think it's pete because he kind of looks a little bit like pete in that scene like you see him you're like ah mm-hmm. that might be pete i can see it um
2: you know <laughs> like, that's, that might be him i, can, I love just how casual you
0: are about the, the
2: seeing this guy murder someone you're well, like, mm, I can well see it is season. a movie it is a movie you know i know it's just it's such a bostonism you know <laughs> well, we're just like no i see that guy he might be that other guy <laughs> I know he's killing someone, but yeah, I can see
0: it. <laughs> well, and Margot Kidder is the one I really didn't want to see killed, so I don't want to sound like I was yeah. heartless watching yeah. that scene. You know, that's that's Lois Lane that he's killing there. But um Oh but, yeah, she
2: is Lois Lane. Yeah. Oh, that is heartbreaking. Yeah.
0: But uh but, but ruined it for me. <laughs> but well, she's not Lois Lane yet, if it makes you feel any better. But It doesn't. <laughs> but but yeah, you you don't see him but you you get these like I don't know, you get these uh, like, he's got, like, a multiple personality thing going on, right? Like, he's using all these mm-hmm. different voices on the phone. And there's some kind of backstory that seems to, you know, involve him, presumably Billy. And, you know, like a baby and a mommy and a daddy. And we're kind of left to sort of figure out what that might be. Like, I mean, that we know if if all those things he are sa- he's saying are things that, like, are part of his life, then we know he's done some bad stuff leading up to... To this, and yeah. uh, and it and it and it seems like it might have been centered, you know, within his family or something. But it's a little hard to to really piece it together because it's all it's very sporadic, and you know he's doing voices, so we don't really, you know, you don't really have a, you know, you don't have good context. But I don't know, do you guys? Did you, did you like, so Joel, you think it might've even been supernatural? Was that your... I'm
2: not that... going to rule it. I mean, like, I think that I would be inserting that if I were to say that. But, but I think I'm you can on this one.
0: That. I think well, he's I... so blank slate, you can almost put anything on him, can't you? Like...
2: Yeah, I mean, like, wh- why not? Why not have fun with it? Like, I think the movie invites your creativity by keeping it vague. And mm-hmm. uh, and uh I, I like that. And I like that the rest of the movie is so grounded and so, like, realistic and I would love to have something that was just completely otherworldly in the middle of it, just destroying it. That even makes—I don't know if it makes it scarier necessarily, but it certainly makes it fascinating. So I, I like that. That of my own prejudice—I have no uh, actual proof that that's the case.
0: <laughs> no, I mean that's you know, I I, I don't I, I don't think this is the kind of movie where you can really lay out a like the, all the evidence that we're given is that. We see him sneaking into the house at the beginning of the movie, right? And, I'm not
2: saying it was aliens, yeah. but it's
0: aliens. And and then and we know that the calls have been going on since before the movie started because she says it's the moaner, and so we know that mm-hmm. he's an established thing. And then we get those conversations, and we see like things like the temper tantrum in the attic, and mm-hmm. you know, there's there's not really a whole and the eye, and you know that that's about it. So I, I think I think that you you can really project almost anything onto that. Um, But uh, what about uh, what about the um, the whole abortion thing and the whole like, and there's obviously, you know, I mean, like this is 1974. So this is a really early movie for, you know, like when when did Roe v. Wade happen? When was that? Was that uh, not to put anybody on the spot here, but it was, it was right. (laughs) It was right before this, wasn't it? Roe v. Wade.
1: Yeah, I was maybe 72 or something. Let me well, see. I can look it up. I 73. Think, I don't have any memory
0: now.
2: Oh, man. Yeah, they, they pop oh, right okay. out with that then.
1: 70, yeah. seventy. Well, this was also Canada, too, so keep that in mind, too. So I don't know when, okay. the, when the loss works. This All right. A that,
0: movie. Do you think, though, that they were aware of American politics when they were making this movie, knowing that it would be seen in America? Or do you think that wouldn't have been as much of a fact? Because that changes... I don't
1: know. I don't know. I mean...
0: Because I mean, to make yeah. a movie where abortion is so central to the plot a year after Roe v. Wade seems like a deliberate move. But again, if it is a if it's Canadian, maybe maybe not. I don't know. I mean,
1: I think a lot of times Americans put this on to other countries because America is more concerned about it than any other country. So it could maybe maybe it wasn't actually.
0: But then also, the Peter Peter's character reacts really strongly to the oh sure thing, so. sure.
1: Yeah. Well, I think you know. There's 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 a difference between your personal feelings about something and your feelings. Should this be legal? I yeah. mean, obviously, cause I mean, for one thing, for one thing, you know, if you've got a girlfriend who, who is seeming to be ready to dump you and, yeah. and you don't want her to, and it's like, but we're going to raise a child together. You're yeah. pregnant. We have to stay together. So, yeah. you know, there's an element of that to it as well as, you know, beyond the, uh... but yeah, the, uh, sixteen sixty nine is when Canada legalized it, so okay, it's still sure. very,
2: uh, very still pretty rich. fresh. Yeah, So still, still very topical. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, but uh, but yeah, I mean, there's obviously multiple things going on beyond what whatever his opinion, because it's it's unclear if that's his feeling on the larger issue or if it's just he's desperately grasping at something yeah. to keep the relationship going. It's but I, but say.
0: I would still think you know just introducing that element just you know in terms of the viewer reaction too is oh kind of yeah
1: brilliant. i'm not no i'm just talking about in the uh within but, the story I agree but i do you. think
0: it was brilliant that all of like they have to show pete freaking out a number of times and they even incorporate like the breaking piano music into it's kind of like the, <laughs> the ominous oh, music so in the background cool. but what what's yeah. really effective about all of the conflict he's having with jess is that his his behavior is believable in both of those lights it's sort of like you could see it as oh yeah this this is just all explained by their conflict over the abortion and her not wanting to marry him and his piano uh performance that he gave being terrible and all that you know like th- those things were you know those all explain his behavior but also i can see how his behavior would be explained by him being a psychopath so it's mm-hmm. you know it it, it uh It it was it was like a really clever romantic complication to have at the center of the story for that reason, because it gives that red herring so much cover.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's I mean, obviously having one character who's because I mean, you know, Peter is a little unstable. There's no question. And having a character that's unstable, something people just instantly can latch onto and go, oh, it's got to be him. Well, let's so, see how, how
0: unstable would we say he is? Because what we see him smash a piano—that's the biggest thing he does, right? Yeah, yeah. that's and
1: that's pretty unstable. Yeah. Smashing a grand piano, well, he, he it, threatens her
0: not. once she
2: gets really because she's—it's not just the abortion with her; it's that she wants to have a career. Mm-hmm. She's powerfully yeah, rejecting the it, whole his whole proposal for a nuclear family. She's like, I, I don't want to give up my dreams. He's giving up on his dream because he kind of sucks as a pianist, as it turns out. Um, and then he threatens her at the end of that. He's like, "You'll regret it." No, if you get this abortion. That,
0: here's the thing. I I don't know if that was a threat or not. I think that's what's so clever about that scene. I'm not, I'm oh, not oh, disagreeing right. with that you. That
2: might actually not yeah. be a threat. I think I, you're mm, right.
0: Yeah, it might be. You will eventually regret it. And he simply delivered
2: it in a way what, that you could interpret it that way. I, oh, that's even yeah. better. I paid Aww. very
0: close attention to that scene the second viewing, and when 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 he says you, he says you know if you get an abortion what does he say does he say you'll regret it or does he said you'll be sorry i uh, think he says you'll be sorry yeah, it, it's yeah, been okay. a
2: whole few hours since i watched it so he i says, don't remember
0: if you get an abortion you're going to be very sorry and then then as he's passing her by you can see the cross around her neck which you don't normally see so clear. like it's just out there like out in the open okay. and so i'm like okay i think that he's saying you're gonna regret it because, like, we don't know what her religion is exactly, but I he must know more about her than we do, and so I'm thinking maybe that's the explanation for that—that that he's saying you'll be sorry because you're gonna, you know, you know, you're gonna have this religious guilt about it. Um, but it work But it's brilliant for the reason that you point out because it's like that can be a threat, but it can also just be a, you know, I don't want you to feel bad in five years. Is you know what I mean? It's it's that kind of thing. Yeah, and
2: when he delivers it, he's in an extreme of emotion, and so yeah. it's really hard to read him. Actually, yeah. the acting in this movie is top notch all the way through. Everyone does a great job of in these extremes of emotional like <clears throat> turmoil and grief and terror. It's really impressive.
0: Well, but that's what I'm saying is so brilliant about it. It's like like the, all the stuff that he's going through. It, I mean, he is he is behaving in ways that are you know really bad. But like Mm -hmm. the stuff that he's been like, those are all really high level things for like a college age man or however old he is to be Mm. kind of going through. And like the like this guy is what did he say? He's been his dream is to be a a concert pianist. Right. And he's been he's been living in like a single room and he's been like waiting in line behind six people to use the bathroom every day. And just basically eating breathing piano and he has this big recital and keep in mind like on the day like the day of the recital she decides to go there and tell him that she's having an abortion and kind of drops (laughs) it in his lap and then his performance sucks and he doesn't become the concert pianist right like we don't know how much that affected the performance versus his talent but it probably had some some effect on on how he was feeling during the performance um So like smashing a piano is definitely not good. And especially since that's not his piano, I think that's definitely got to be like a a piano at the conservatory that he does not own. So that's like thousands of dollars that he's just, you know, burning Um, and a a beautiful piano to boot. But it's at least I, I can see why one person might do that who isn't necessarily a psychopath do you know what I mean it's just there oh yeah, yeah. there's, yeah, there's dude, some shit I would pull
1: so. there definitely um
0: so I like how they laid that groundwork because then when you th- go back and think about it you're like well yeah he did overreact but I guess he was going through a lot and you know mm-hmm. it j- it kind of makes sense so um but yeah so uh I I don't know I don't know um uh what about oh <laughs> what about Nash I do want to talk about Nash the uh the, the police officer. Um, you guys remember Nash, right? Or, not by name. Uh, I was, I'm was.
2: i not good on names. Was, was he the guy on the front desk?
0: He was the front desk cop. He was the guy oh, who... I, lo- I, I,
2: I always, in my head, I named him the Keystone Cop.
3: Okay. Because okay. he
2: was wonderfully inept. And uh, in a charming way, you know? <laughs> Well, There's it's powerful Barney Fife energy he, on that guy.
0: I think he, like when I did, um, the horror show game, I had this thing called universal laws in there. And I think one of the examples I gave was, um, no matter what, like, the police just don't... Like, Like you create a universal <laughs> law for every horror movie. And in this yeah. movie, the universal law is the cops just don't believe you, no matter how plausible your story. And he's kind of like, I think he, he must... isn't
1: real. Yeah. People aren't murdered.
0: Well, but but that's like, he was almost You're operating at that, that level, that. right? Like, like, he was sort of like, you expect me to believe that somebody mugged you? Like, he didn't have money on of his own that he, you know, he needed yours? You know, like, like, he was like, there was that level of disbelief. Towards... Do you think
2: someone would do that? Do <laughs> take someone else's money? Even so, Get
0: it out of my sight. But he was a, he was a, and also I feel like he was maybe the other person that you were kind of vaguely suspecting if it wasn't Pete. Do you know what I mean? Like oh maybe it's this. Uh, oh go ahead. Seems like that guy would, dude.
2: Right. Yeah. Like if they were gonna pull a bait and switch it would be the idiot cop, right? Yeah. That's the second yeah. choice. No, duh. Nope. Wasn't him either. Yeah. I, I love this movie. I love how, how much smarter it is than me, <laughs> but, uh,
0: but yeah, so, yeah. so I don't know, but I, I'll oh, go ahead, Adam. No. Oh, okay. No, just... I just go really ahead, liked, I, I loved his character and I loved how much he, his character explains so much of the bumbling that goes on with, the, you know, like, like how all these pieces don't get connected. Cause he's just kind of like, ah, uh, you know, she's probably in a cabin somewhere with a, you know, shacked mm-hmm. up with a boy, you know, or like just that. that and, and, and how insensitive he was to people too. That was the other. He really the, was yeah. an
2: idiot. And I like that his coworkers seemed to understand that he was dumb and they were like, put him in out front. So oh. that all people that are actually like people who just bother us will encounter him and fuck off. And with yeah. a real problem, we'll come back more than once and we'll get to them. I think that's, I think that was their strategy.
0: Yeah. That, uh, well, and I, I think, I think they, they, they wanted to have him do as little damage as possible. It just, <clears> you know, for what was going on, he happened to be in a position. Just shuffling to him can... to the least
2: damaging job. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. No one had the heart to fire him. Cause he's just so pathetic.
0: But yeah, I love the, I love the fellatio scene where, where Margot Kidder gives him the, the, she says, I forget what she says. She says like that, it's the, he asked for the number to the sorority. And she says it's like the connection code <clears throat> or something. And he doesn't know what fellatio means. And so then, they, then they're it making something, something dirty, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, that was great. <laughs> but yeah, he, that guy was perfectly, this was like a very well cast movie overall. Yeah, it you know? was. It was. Like, I mean, it, it, you know, there's uh, uh, like,
3: like well, uh, who,
0: who, I don't know, who, who would you say your favorite perf- uh, actors and performers were in this movie?
2: I really liked the main character guy, like the the deuteragonist, uh, the the piano guy, because he had he, so much was put on that dude, acting wise, you know, the ambiguity we're talking about, but also like the believable like stages of like denial and grief and just the difficulties he has dealing with people and the, the fact that like in that very end scene before he gets his head stoved in, um, <laughs> you get this feeling from him. At least I did that. He was just genuinely like a good guy and a lot went wrong for him in a very brief amount of time. And he was just not dealing with it super great. Yeah. And everything went completely wrong after that moment. I was like, damn, I actually kind of feel bad for this guy. So I I really liked him. I think he was a standout performer. It's like, oh, my God, a lot of the performances were like that. But he, he definitely really nailed it
1: yeah I mean, I'd say for one thing too, there are no I don't think there's any bad performances in this. I mean often in these kind of movies you might get you know you go oh this these people were great and this person man eh, not, but I think everyone everyone did a good job in this but I'll, I'll go with Margot Kidder as my uh standout for this one. she just that character is just yeah just <laughs> just really entertaining. anytime she's like in a scene, she's just kind of mm-hmm. got the scene, she's kind of got control of it, so she was great at that, yeah, but uh. Actually as an aside too, I'll go back to talking about the father character too. It is just mm-hmm. it's it's great just how how polite he is. Like he's yes. just so like the scene that scene with him and Margot Kidder, she's just going off trying to incite him and he's he's there just giving his cold, disapproving looks. But it's like he doesn't he yes. doesn't get baited. He doesn't you know, in a lot of movies the the angry father would be this figure who'd be like bellowing at people or something. But he's just he, yeah he, he's, he's just quiet about it
0: and he, he is just, disapproving but he's just like you said he's yeah. just very gentle about it there's something there's <laughs> he, there's, there's something i don't know he's, he's a likable character as a result of that i feel um and also yeah. he, he, i don't know he, he, uh, I, I would agree with you I, I i i like margot kidder the best in this movie i, I think olivia hussey's really good too i like olivia hussey oh um, yeah uh and I think she was really well chosen for that role because she is like like you could you really don't want any harm to come to her. Do you know what I mean? You know she mm-hmm. just has this thing about her, and so um, but uh, but also I was kind of you know I, I thought that um, uh, the again the guy who played Nash I don't know what his name was the actor who played him. <laughs> um, you know, he, he just, uh, Douglas Doug McGrath, he would have a, a, a redundant middle name, wouldn't he? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Douglas Doug McGrath, but, uh, they probably called him Dougie Doug.
2: Yeah. It's great. But, yeah. but he
0: was great. Um, you know, John Saxon was, I thought very well chosen for the role. Um, you was know, it the it,
2: guy who played the, the sheriff or whatever, is that him? Yeah. He was, he was the, the chief. Or, yeah. You know, he was, was pretty good too. Yeah. Like, cause he had the, he, he was a really good counterpoint number one to the Barney Fife, Dougie Doug character. Because uh, he had a lot of dignity and like severity mm. to him, but he wasn't harsh. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's weird they gave all the harshness to the idiot character, and he was actually like not gentle, but like he had a certain delicacy to the way he approached things that that bespoke of his like professional demeanor, and it communicated yeah. know, a lot about the character really subtly. So I like that performance
0: quite a bit. And uh, and then and then of course you do have the um, Mrs. Mac character. Uh, who oh, i God. i feel that must be one of the most divisive characters in this movie like, i feel <laughs> really? like there there are probably people who cannot stand that character i would imagine
2: and she well,
0: i'm sure some of them are
2: complete wastes of life but i love that character they can all die
1: she, she does come off as a little jarring at first because she's kind of pitched at this kind of higher level than a lot of the other performances but well, uh, don't they even so call it, it her would, the queen of vaudeville
0: Huh? don't they even call her the queen of vaudeville at one point they or is... do yeah. you're
1: right you're right and yeah it's like i i kind of she once the movie kind of kept going and she kind of became part of it i was like yeah actually this is kind of she is this very theatrical person and she's just that's just the way she is and i i, I came around on it
0: but what, what i i mean i felt like she was basically i mean there were two forms of comic relief there was her and there was nash but she was the real comic relief for for you know for most of the movie, yeah, and and, and I, I tell think her untimely demise, but that's yeah. but that's what's important about her. I feel because at first, you know, you're sort of like, well, she's kind of goofy compared to the rest of the group. Do you, like, there's just like, uh-huh. does she fit in? But you realize, oh, they're, um, you know. They 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 have this goofy presence, and then when they yank that goofy presence away from you, the movie becomes literally that much yeah. darker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she literally gets yanked. Yeah, the, <laughs> the movie gets so much darker. Do you know what I mean? Because there's no longer this bulb in the room that you know that is. Yeah, miss, that's, that's
2: a Mrs. good observation, Matt. actually. Um, ah, damn it! This movie is so smart. Also, it knows when to kill. it knows when to kill someone. Like that's yeah. the other thing about it. It yeah. kills them whenever it will surprise
0: you as an audience member when was the last yeah. time a
2: movie did that for me
3: I don't know. it's well,
2: been since before i can remember
0: i i feel like they were also careful too because a lot of movies you'd be you'd be saying well hey why haven't they noticed the bodies in the attic and the people are missing or whatever but like before she gets murdered she says to the girl like oh when you get back i might not be here because i'll be at my sister's for christmas and so they they plant a lot of little seeds like that. I feel so that yeah. you you believe. That
1: was when I knew she was dead. When yeah, said yeah. That, I was like, oh, yeah. she is. So dead. <laughs> You're so a toast dead. doll.
0: Yeah, it, it, don't it, look
1: it, for me, anybody.
0: Yeah, she did kind of seal <laughs> her fate with that one. That was uh, that was you know, but uh, but but yeah, I, th- I I but also I feel like the scene when she dies. That just it's just like the the, the fact that she's also killed the way she's killed. Is doubly horrifying too and that she's yeah. the one who kind of realizes oh my god what's her name has been killed what was the name of the first girl uh that uh, that was murdered claire that you know she sees claire's body and um but also the fact that the two body that those two bodies are upstairs so the cops never find them by the by the end and then the other bodies are downstairs so they're they're able to solve the case but still not solve the case you know it's
2: oh, uh, God, yeah, they they have enough to convince themselves they've solved it, but the yeah. murder is so at large. Again, I feel like this would be really jarring to watch back to back with Home Alone, but <laughs> in a good way.
0: Yeah, it, it definitely. It, it. I mean, you know, this Home Alone and Crumpus might make a good um, a good <laughs> combo. To- yeah.
1: Uh, uh, i do with home alone too because that's that's really just as violent as this movie actually so
2: gratuitous on-screen trump presence
0: too so oh
2: that's right <laughs> trump was in that movie i forgot it him. was yeah. i i rewatched that recently
0: and i was like wow donald trump is a lot older than i remember <laughs> but yeah. he was in seinfeld he used to pop up into lots of different things um but uh yeah i don't know um let's see what, what was there anything else, uh, that we wanted to get onto before we move to our, you know, final <clears throat> thoughts.
2: Right. I, no, I think we're pretty much ready to wrap it up. This, this is a good movie, dude. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't ready for it to be this good, Brendan. I wasn't.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, th- 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 there's not much wrong with this movie. I think, I think this movie no, no. is, um, it's really don't well know if, done. I do if I register a complaint. Uh, I think like Adam was saying, you know, maybe for, you know, people don't necessarily like slashers this, they, they might still like this movie because it doesn't do yeah. a lot of the things that slashers do that bother people. And if you do like slashers, it's like a really, really good slasher because it's got yeah. other things going on for it. It's not just, it's not just playing to the slasher audience. So you, cause there isn't really a slasher audience at this point. So <laughs> it, uh, it, it it it's 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 a workable movie without the slap like all like the stuff going on between the boyfriend and the girl you're just as interested in whether people are getting killed or not Do you know what I mean there's that you know all all the stuff going on is you know you, you even if Claire wasn't murdered if she was just missing for some reason you know you would still want to know you would still want to follow the dad as he's looking for you know there, so um and also I one thing I really like about this movie is that scene where they're doing the um the tracing of the call and they're going into like the, I, I don't yeah. understand how 1970s phone systems worked, but they're going into the the belly of the beast mm. and they're, they're like mechanically tracing the call. And it's like it, it, the only scene I can compare it to is the, the powering down scene for Hal from 2001. It's like, Ooh. it's like this, it's like this glorification or the, uh, or deification of the machinery. It's just like this. I, I don't know how to explain it, but that's just like the, the, yeah we are sh-
1: still in the analog age back then it's like the that's that's what the phone system was this yeah. giant thing
0: <laughs> and yeah it's like Live all rotary phones system. and just like yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. A cool so it's definitely yeah, i would definitely recommend this movie to people and uh and also i noticed it's on youtube for free with commercials
2: yeah, yeah. i didn't pay a dime for this um and yeah, it's super worth your time.
1: It's also on the Criterion uh, Channel, which is, is how it? I watched it. So. Okay, two options.
0: Lucky duck. All right, I Ooh, I, I paid for it, and then I found out that you could get it for free. So. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, Sorry, yeah. that's all right. That happens. Yeah, well, I,
2: actually, I found it, I sort of stumbled across it for free, because I only have a Wii U hooked up to my actual television. Otherwise, I'm watching this on the computer. And the Wii U, Amazon doesn't work with it anymore. They're like, "No, nah, we're not going to update for that old piece of junk. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I, how will I play Ghosts and Goblins and switch over to my movies? Ghosts and um, Goblins. Uh, wow it's amazing i actually beat super (laughs) ghouls and ghosts for the first time the other day i I went and bought it and i realized i had save states and i'm like oh it's revenge time super ghouls and ghosts (laughs) and i actually finally smacked sardius and tossed him into his grave it was pretty satisfying after 20 years of waiting anyway so um the point though is it still gets youtube so i was like i'll i'll see if it's on youtube I could, I don't mind paying the exact same amount of money for you to YouTube as I would pay to Amazon and lo and behold it was like free with commercials. So I was like yes. hot dog. So that's my little story. Also, uh Superghouls and Ghosts, I paid more for replaying Superghouls and Ghosts than I played for this movie. Both very <laughs> good experiences.
0: But yeah, so so, you know, people should definitely check it out. Um I don't know. I don't know. Adam, did you did you did you get to say something or did you
1: I was pretty much what you were gonna say. As someone that generally doesn't like <laughs> slashers, this is is one to check out. I uh I I was pretty interested through the whole thing. So yeah, I recommend it.
0: And I guess I would just add too, this is really well shot. Like the scene where the, the oddly enough, the scene where he kills Margot Kidder is probably like the most well done sequence in the film in terms of just like, you know, like the there's like the crystalline uh unicorn that he's stabbing oh her with God. and there's the carolers outside and it's like this weird juxtaposition and you know like it's 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 a weird scene but it's like artistically it is really
2: beautiful that's one of those scenes that got me to sit forward in my chair like what am i looking at here yeah so yeah the visuals are extraordinary and the the blend of visual and auditory there is really spectacular really there's a lot of brilliant shots and scenes in this movie that even if you don't like horror movies you could just enjoy this as a piece of film and art so I, i powerfully recommend this movie
0: and, uh, and i guess with that we'll head out. um i don't know if we're going to have any other movies or not. i don't know what our schedule is like at this point but uh you know hope, you know hope, i think we, i think we managed three christmas movies this month which is probably more than that's enough. yeah. um so,
2: so don't right. be with your family. stop listening to us. what's wrong with yeah. your people, you people? Well, sickos. hopefully no.
0: Hopefully they're listening to us with their family. That's the you know this is a, the, the the this is a family <laughs> <It's> podcast.
2: Just, <laughs> just put this just carol of the bells and then us talking about brutal murders for 90 minutes it's, a, it's, a, it's mm-hmm. family good old family times <laughs> so, oh, God. Right. so
0: with that you know you know uh i guess merry christmas happy holidays <laughs> happy everything and uh we will see people probably on the other side of new year uh,